They're married and they're kooky, hilarious and quirky. They're kind of out of worky, it's tea for two you see. The house is where they record, this theme tune might get recalled. I can't believe I've just rhymed record, it's tea for two you see. Chats. Guests. Bad jokes. So put the kettle on now, a slice of cake and relax. We're gonna have some good bants, it's tea for two you see. What are you doing? You rang. Hmm? What are you doing? Monster intro. Monster, monster, monster. You say potato, I say, mmm, potatoes, nice. Oh, I like potatoes. Potatoes. Spooky Um, potatoes. Did you say that just because it's the Adams family and your name's Adam? Is that why you did that? Maybe. The master will see you for afternoon tea now. (laughs) What master? It's just us. Have a sandwich. Thanks. Hello, welcome to episode 26 Ooh, of Tea for Ulster. I only, I only press that once. That's Welcome to episode 26 of Tea for Two. Our final in our Halloween sort of... Because it's almost Halloween, isn't it? Ooh, well, it goes out on Tuesday. Uh, and uh, it'll be Halloween on the whenever after that day. <laughs> the, the 31st. 31st. They're doing it on the same day this year again. Yeah, Talking of days, before we get into the whole welcome. Oh, yeah. We are a new section we've been squeezing in once. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what day will it be when the podcast comes out on Tuesday? What international Tuesday, or world you just, day? You just said that. Yeah, you no, no, not that. Comes out on Tuesday. <laughs> what day will it be? Mm. Remember, I'm the funny one. Um, so don't be too funny. That was good. Maybe we need an Adam's riddle section. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, it's a special day that this podcast is being listened to. If you listened on the Tuesday, it's not my birthday. Nope, it's not our anniversary. It is, and this is important to us. We should celebrate this in a way because we have quite a percentage that listen from America, yeah, to the podcast. Howdy, y'all. Um, I talk the lingo now. Um, it is. American Beer Day. Oh. Mm. So that only celebrated in America and it's just Beer Day in America. So that's or, the 27th. Or is it International American Beer Day? Does that mean that everybody can celebrate American beer? I think we could all celebrate American beer. I'm not really a beer drinker myself. Neither no. are you. No, not really. But um, I like a cider. I don't know. Head down to the saloon and get myself a bevy. Oh, they don't say bevy over there, do they? I don't know <laughs> I what they say. What? I don't know what you say. Uh, but you guys have a good one. Drink responsibly. Indeed. And don't drink and drive or you'll spill it in your pickup truck. <laughs> I just assume that's what they all drive. <laughs> I get most of my American information from films. Yeah. <laughs> from the 80s. So how's your week been? Um, well, it's been, it's been all right. It's been lonely again. <laughs> the week before, as our listeners, uh, welcome if you're a first-time listener, um, hello to returning listeners. Uh, you're listening to T for Two. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's. I was away last week. You're away, I? yeah. You're away the previous week, uh, actually away, away, doing the filming. Uh, and then you're back, but you're not really back, Still are working. you? Because you were doing night shoots. Yeah. So it's been a bit of uh, ups and downs because I couldn't. I've only seen you for about an hour every day, haven't I? Which some would say is enough, you know. Hi! Uh, (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, No, it's been weird in that respect because you being sort of 
you've got to be on you've been we can't talk about it it's really annoying what in in a, next year maybe we can actually no, go not, back and talk about it no not next year oh is it not coming out next year is that a little hint it's not even coming out next year mm. oh, okay um why are you and i think oh. they might just keep postponing it just for your annoyance i know you're evil you're like a super villain <laughs> until you did that laugh and now you're just Why not? a bit weird uh, no so i don't know where i was rambling with this but yeah so you're getting you, she the wife has been getting sort of leaving about half one in the afternoon mm -hmm. to get there on set and you don't get back until like 6 a.m in the morning yeah that's a, one day it was seven yeah um it's just ridiculous and one day I was passing Tesco's at five minutes to six when it opens, and I realised that we needed some food. So some essentials. I went straight into Tesco's. And I have said you're not allowed to ever go shopping that early in the morning again, haven't I? You came back with six tins of butter beans. <laughs> they were reduced to clear. Four cartons of uh, Alpro custard. What? The We've already got those things in. Those are two non-essentials. The butter beans <laughs> were reduced to clear, and I love a bargain. Okay. They saw you come in. They were like, "Oh, blimey, look, she looks tired." <laughs> Quick, bring out the butter beans. And I just like custard. Um, so yeah, welcome, and <laughs> to all of you who've just listened for the first time, we don't always talk about butter beans. Sometimes they're baked beans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> moving on, moving on swiftly. Any highlights for this week? Oh, there's been a couple, actually. Um, you've been sending me uh, some little videos of your dinner that you've made you and Hattie every day. Um, Just to keep you cheered up. Yeah. Um, I've tried to give them a theme. Yeah, well, this is the thing. You've been singing, uh, <laughs> the, singing the dinners, um, which has been hilarious. Thank you. Um, that's been my highlight. Also, you sent me a message that really cracked me up. Um you sent me a message that said, now that you're the breadwinner, um, can you buy me pretty things? <laughs> <laughs> well, technically you are. I'm, I'm, I officially this week, uh, my job title, I really could just say pod host, pod host, pod co-host. Can't even say it. Podcast host. Podcast co-host. I run a podcast. That is my job title. That's not a job title. I think just house husband. House husband. Well, look how tidy the house has been it's, kept. It's still very clean. Anyway. Anyway, um, any other highlights for you? Um, yeah, actually, uh, you, well, I suppose it's been a highlight for you, actually, as well. Um, you've Having you back. Oh, yeah. Mm, no. Uh, no, you've learned a few new songs this week, haven't I you? I have learned a few new crooning tunes and the like, yes. Um, which anybody that has been to one of Adam's shows, they will be thankful for. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm not saying that you sing the same things over and over again. I, but you know, there's certain you people, if you, sing, you can sing the and same. people have yeah. requests. But the thing is, it's never the same. Even though I sing the same song, it's never the same because I'm never, interaction never is always tune. different. And the, <laughs> never the same tune. Oh, never wow. the same words. Wow. And to be fair, I've composed a lot of songs this year. What, for the podcast <laughs> intros? And they're all ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, so you have learnt a few new songs. Um, so you serenaded them to me. In the kitchen. In, yes. Serenaded me with them. Serenaded them to me. I don't it's know. It's been a long it's been a long week. Um now. yeah, so that was that was nice. Oh, thank you. We had a little dance. And in my the highlight was you were back was a big highlight, obviously. But we got a lovely Sunday dinner, which we haven't had for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Mm, potatoes. <laughs> no, again, new listeners. We don't just talk about potatoes. Potatoes and butter beans. Ah, mashed beans and butter. Mashed butter beans with mash. Sort of mashed together. Oh, no, do you work? remember Can Bill's? No, Bill's used to do yes. a butter bean mash for their Wellington. That's right. And it was only nice in one of their restaurants. All the other restaurants couldn't do it right. Yeah. And now Bill's is shut. You've mentioned Bill's more than more than once. It's shut. I don't even think it's going to reopen. Well, all of Bill's. I don't know. It wasn't open in town, was it? Oh, got notifications. Nice that you never turn off. Early Black Friday deals are here, apparently. Just doing the ka-ching, ka-ching, because Bill's, if you're listening, um, you owe some money for the shout-outs. Unless you are actually closed down due to the COVID, COVID uh, then... In that case... We're just, we're, you can put it as an IOU. You can pay us. <laughs> IOS. IOS. <laughs> iOS 8.7. Yeah, Um, send it to us. No, I was going to say, unless you're listening in and your name is Bill, then we were obviously talking about you and you can send us money too. Or William. Isn't Bill short for William? It is. Mm. So Williams, Bills, if you're listening. Willies. Booyakasha. William, booyakasha. Bill, there's your shout outs. Uh, Send us some donations. (laughs) They're coming to get you, Barbara. My name's not Barbara. <clears throat> They're coming to get you, Leanne. Yeah, it doesn't work so much, does it? No. It's the spooky thing we've watched this week on TV and on Netflix and other places beyond. So we've tried to fit in a few things this week before uh, my schedule got a bit too busy, haven't indeed, we? Indeed, indeed. It was tricky, but we managed to. Uh, we watched... Uh, uh, we've trying to been trying to watch horrors, uh, if you've just tuned in, because of it being a Halloween month. Or oh, slightly spooky things. Slightly spooky or something things. Halloween Yeah, we've managed to do that most weeks. Yeah. Um, I've watched loads while you've been away. Have you? While you've been working nights, because it's been hard for me to get to sleep, knowing you're coming back. Uh, there's Most times I stay right up till you... I've been up at like six, haven't yeah, I? Yeah, that's um, true. So um, I watched loads, including one called Ch- Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. Yeah, not Shopping Mall, Chopping Mall. You sure it wasn't just a <clears throat> typo? Nope. <laughs> there was a lot of chopping. How was it? Small... <laughs> it was awful. You've heard the title. <clears throat> yeah, it's. Um, I watched a lot. That wasn't one of the worst ones either. There was a lot more. I've tried to block them out. I just had them on the background just as... Just as company. <laughs> ah, well, I'm glad that you watched all the bad horrors without me because I always say I do not have time for bad horrors. Or, or we found out we don't have time for Adam Sandler if he busts out that <laughs> voice anymore. Yeah. Um. So we did watch one before my schedule got too busy, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um. Called Train. Um. And spoiler alert, it's they're on a train. I like trains. You do like trains. I do though. like trains. Um. Uh, so yeah, so it was, uh, it's got um, Thor. Oh, I was going to say Thor ahead, then not. It's definitely got Thor ahead. Not Thor ahead. Actually, she's been dead quite a few years as well. Uh, if um, you don't, obviously, there's a lot of people listening not from the UK. Thor ahead is a British institution. You have to Google Thor ahead. National treasure. And then watch Last Summer Wine back yeah. to back. Um, yeah, not Thor ahead. With uh, toilet breaks. Thor Birch. That's there the you one. Go. Thor Birch. Thor Birch. Yeah, train. Uh, give us a little synopsis. <laughs> Synopsis? Is that... is that the plural of synopsis? I think so. I will give you multiple synopsis then. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a group of high school students 
off on a wrestling um, like tournament yeah. um, somewhere in Europe. Um, I don't... It's got a very Europey kind of. Um, yeah, kind of like the hostel. same. Hostel. What's the film? Yeah, hostel. Yeah, it's got a very same hostel-y vibe. vibe. Hostel. Um, yeah, yeah and and they they miss a train and have to get on another train. Someone who seems very nice says, "Oh, you can come on this train." Yes. Mm. Mm. Don't trust them. So never trust someone who kind of says, come on this spooky train. <laughs> um, I don't actually think the script said spooky train. No. but um, It had yeah. an evil look to it, though, didn't it? When it they showed did. the face of the train, the front of the train. Which did I, you just had, say the face? Well, it had like a face, but not a Thomas the Tank Engine face. <laughs> it was like a, an evil face. Well, more like Gordon when he's upset and grumpy. Um, like I said, I like trains of all varieties. Uh, so, yeah. Um, it, yeah. And it gets very Thing, bloody very things quickly. Things happen on the train. Yeah, lots of chopping up and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, Bits but it was and bobs all right. get hacked off. It was all right, wasn't it? It was all right. It was watchable. Um, so that inspired us to watch another, another film. Tra- yeah, another train film. Because we were like, let's keep this train vibe. Let's keep this going. Woo-woo. Let's ride these films all the way to reviews station. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this. You didn't stop me. You let me I carry didn't. on, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see where it was Reviewsville. Going. That's the station we're stopping at now. Um, what film did we watch that so was train related? Watched, uh, Silver Streak, which is not... Um, it's not a horror. It's, it's not a horror. It's not um, scary or anything. It's brilliant. Um, it's just another a, classic. It does have a bit of suspense in it, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Um, but yeah, I think it's because we'd... Uh, we had watched Stir Crazy recently, um, and obviously it is the same two actors. Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor, you can't go wrong. No, it's a very good film. Um, although there were lots of there lots of parts of that film that we had both forgotten, Yeah, it's even been... though we've watched it many times. Yeah, over the years we've seen it quite a few times. Yeah. Um, but the one thing we do remember is they don't actually meet up till literally about 40-odd minutes into the film, do they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is... Very good. Always worth a watch. Yeah. Uh, and um, the, while I've while we've been away, I've because I've you've said you've been watching some stuff on the iPad, sort of when you're on set in bits and bobs, dropping in and out during breaks. Because yeah, you're not allowed. Your, they've been taking your phone off you, haven't they? Yes. Like a naughty school child. Yes. Uh, I think it's because so people don't leak any secrets about the. Well, I can't say anymore about the film that you're working with. Who said it was a film? <gasps> I just um, did. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I have managed to um, to watch a bit of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, this is Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I had the best intentions of watching. Um, I wanted to watch uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Corpse Bride. I wanted to watch Hocus Pocus, uh, Adam's Family, Adam's Family Values. How they're all planned. Um, but I just haven't had time. Bless you. Um, but yeah, I did watch. Well, on the flip side of that, I have had the time, and I've watched all six Resident Evils as well as those Went bad down ones. To me, yes. Oh my goodness! I don't need to talk about them. Don't need to review them. I think you know them. If you don't know them, just brilliant. Uh, one thing that you do forget: she loves a bit of nudie, nudie nudes, isn't it? In every oh, one yeah, of them, she loves to be a. She loves it. She always... likes to have a bit of nip. Yeah, she'll always <laughs> the beginning a, of them. She'll always get a nip out. Yeah, little nip. There you go. And that's what we've watched this week. And that's all you took away from Resident Evil. No, they're just a brilliant, brilliant series of films. Um, so watchable. And games. And games. Spooky games. I've been, I played the game a little bit as well. Resident Evil 2 as well. Until you scared very, yourself Scared too yourself too a bit. You play it on your own. It's very real. Very real. <laughs> just beds. Red.
Well, our friend of the week this week is the wonderful, weird, and also slightly kooky, the amazing <laughs> Johnny Strange, Guinness World Record holder and sideshow performer. Hello, Johnny. Are you there? I am indeed. How are you doing, guys? Uh, we're not we're too good, thank bad. you. How are you? Excellent. Yes, not too bad. Not too bad. Thank you very much for having me. No, oh, thank, thank, for you for, thank you for coming on. I mean, thank you for stopping for a few moments of putting random things in your mouth to talk to us. Um, <laughs> now, that, sound, that, that might, does sound dubious, doesn't yeah. it? That might sound a bit bizarre to everybody listening because we haven't actually explained what you do <laughs> Well, yet. one minute in and people are going, oh, this is a weird turn for their Not podcast. Not even that, like 30 seconds. Um, so for those people that don't know Johnny Strange, he does so many things. Um, like Adam mentioned, he is a sideshow performer which includes things like sword swallowing and picking up heavy objects with his ears, as you do. Put, put there are so many there are things so many in his strings. nose, swallowing lights. There are so um, many just, strings to yeah, his bow. It is, uh, uh, and juggling, playing with chainsaws. Johnny, you're a liability, mate, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> yes, sir. Look, you, you're a, look. I have been told that before. <laughs> Who's like so, insurance companies? So we'll, before we get to the jolly things that we do, um, we'll, we have to touch on the lockdown life. Uh, how's lockdown life been for you? Uh, same, are you in the same boat as us, mate? Yeah, pretty much. Unfortunately, yeah, most most performers, we are all in the same boat. And it's, it's tedious, it's uh, boring, it's um, you know, uneventful, but it's necessary, I guess, um, yeah. just given the situation. It's, uh, it's better to be safe than sorry. I'm against industry. You know, admit that they are frustrated. I suppose you know we can all kind of appreciate the uh, the whole situation. You know, as a whole. Exactly. Yeah. Enjoy um, some downtime. Enjoy some downtime. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It is true, and it's like we say, people say oh you could just go and do another job but it, it's not as easy when you're a performer is it to just say okay i can just go and work in tesco's because it doesn't work like that and i think that's no. also thing. also i don't think when they're it, hiring yeah i don't think they're hiring yeah that's also true but yeah when it's like when you put all all you know years and years into uh, learning your craft and you know putting yourself out there and, and doing all the rest of it and investing in you, yourself as a business yeah it's not that easy just to just to drop it and go and do something else and especially like you know performers are performers because it's in their blood yeah you know yeah. It, it's them you know that is what they're you know born to do um and yeah and it's like switching off your whole personality you can't just you know it's not that it's not that simple it's not um you know that black and white exactly i mean i mean i'm a, i'm a, i'm a natural fool everyone knows me as the the, the the clown and the the idiot. I just could imagine somebody trying to have me in an office for her, for half an hour. I think I would be fired. You'd get fired. I think I would just be. Would. I think I'd be. Fi- Adam, put the pack of cards away. What are you doing, mate? You're supposed to be doing telly sales. I'm sorry, but I'm just. Uh... Or you'd be trying to tell everybody, you know, like on the phone. You'd be calling them up for like insurance or something, and then you'd be like, "Did you hear the one? Did you hear about the one that? about? <laughs> Did you hear about the one about the insurance salesman who was trying to con you? Well, it's me. Hello. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it isn't that easy, and that's the thing. It's hard to get across to I don't know how you say it, muggles. No, non yeah. non performer folks. I mean, you know, there are there. Are, no offense, there are some that are having to do, have gone and done some, taken in some other work. But it isn't it isn't as easy as a lot of saying. So I'm glad we've touched on that. Now let's raise the lightness of things a bit, <laughs> uh, away from the doom and gloom. You have a wonderful array of things that you do. I mean, there's lots of sideshow performers. 
but you cover none such quite yeah, as strange yeah, none, as you. yeah strange by name strange by nature i think is the probably the best <laughs> yeah. way of saying things mate let's start with let's start with sword swallowing how did you discover it's not something you go oh look i can swallow a sword is it i mean how do you get into that how did it come well, about yeah exactly well the sword swallowing came about i was already performing so i was already whip cracking uh fire eating and chainsaw juggling and all these weird and wonderful things <laughs> and it sort of sword swallowing just sort of caught my eye and i just thought like <laughs> that sounds painful I do that that's <laughs> I want to do that um, and I don't know where to learn and there's not like a sword swallowing school so to speak there's not really a, a book that you can just pick up and and sort of learn from the book so I talked to some of my friends and some of them happened to be sword swallowers you know we'd be talking to performers from all over the world and I sort of asked a few questions and, and learned what I could learn but the, yeah mostly it's self-taught that's the thing yeah it's it is a such an old uh, skill it's been going for many years sword swallowing is dates way way back the old side shows and before but it's something like you say yeah it's it's something that's handed down it's in a not way. in it's, the it's curriculum not, it's not in the curriculum no it's not in the curriculum it's not something you can you can go and learn like even for me as uh things i do for, for magic for instance i can go and buy some tricks and learn them and then give them my own spin you can't just go to your local shop and go I need a book on yeah. I need a yeah. book on sword swallowing. So it is. A very, yeah, exactly, it's a very yeah. personal thing. Sword swallowing is a, obviously a very personal thing, and an extremely dangerous thing. Yeah, don't try this at home, kids. Yeah, don't try it at <laughs> home. Um, book a professional, which is why we put a link to your website on here yeah. as well, mate. I actually wanted to learn how to sword swallow myself, but um, Adam, not that you know, he he She'd doesn't. He's not one of those husbands that you know want to control oh you do like life. but you were just you were just so worried i suppose i am really clumsy as well so clumsy so he actually he said no well, you are not allowed she already... sure. we all know that you are the boss of course yeah <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> well if it's any help um i can tell you a little bit about how i was learning um yeah, because it for. actually took me three years to learn how to sword swallow wow so it was three years of practicing every single day before I finally managed to swallow my first sword. Wow. Uh, I don't have the patience for that now. <laughs> That's, maybe it's no, not for me. <laughs> uh, so well, hang on, what, yeah. so if it's not a sword, what what, what did you use to, to train then? What do you what do you train with? Sure, um, a few people say you should use a wire coat hanger mm-hmm. and sort of stretch it out so it's uh, sort of like a sword shape. But that's not really advised. I wouldn't advise it anyway because... Um, the quality of the metal is very poor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it flakes and there's things like, you know, um, uh, the coated in paints and all sorts, and that can flake off and that can get inside and that's not good. No. It's never good to have something um, like that on, on the inside and get out or anything. Um, I actually used uh, a sword. I did it's, uh, it's such a strange one because not everybody can physically do it even if they wanted to. Mm. No. Because everybody's body is different so everybody's you know lungs are in slightly different places everyone's esophagus is slightly different um you know positioning and, and shapes and things like that you could you know just physically not be able to do it no matter how determined you are yeah um after a couple of years of practicing I, I was actually stuck um and i couldn't get it uh, far enough down i was getting about you know halfway i was getting you know below my collarbone and I was thinking, like, oh, I can't get it. And obviously, you, you can't force it because that's how you can really injure yourself. Yeah. And it turns out 
um, the sword was actually resting on my heart through my esophagus. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so it's all about the positioning of your body and sort of a few little tweaks and, like, six months later, I managed to, to finally get it. How did you find out that that was the issue? Uh, I didn't until afterwards. Oh. <laughs> okay. Was until I happened to solve the problem and then realised what I'd solved. Oh my! <laughs> you sort of have Goodness. to work backwards. Wow, it takes a lot. You need to know your anatomy. You need to learn a lot about how your body works mm. for doing such a thing. Yeah, yeah. So my mum's a nurse, um, which is handy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like ringing up and asking all these questions. And same with like the human blockhead, where you hammer a nail with the nose. Yeah. Um, and you know the human pincushion and things like that. All these mm. these things. Yeah, they're all reliant on knowing, you know, anatomy. So it's, it's kind of handy sometimes to be able to ask people questions. What did what did mum when you first were going into this side of things? What did what, how was how was her reaction? <laughs> Actually, on the, I did perform for ten years, just over ten years, I think now. But um, she's actually only ever watched one show. Pardon the pun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it must. Yeah, it is something. I mean, we, I've seen you perform lots of times. We've we've worked with you in various. We've popped up in various cabarets, and we've done cabarets where we've had you there. And I honestly, I love your. And this is sorry to try and blow your trumpet, so to speak. But we do love your style because you are very comical. You are very. The skill you do is amazing. There's no denying it. But you don't just go in there and go, look at what I can do. He's this a showman. Is, is it, you're a showman, which is an old school, well, yeah, it's I, an old school I thing. I appreciate it, yeah. I appreciate that, because I do try and make, because, I mean, it's so easy to make something that's scary. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. You know, because it's, it could be, you know, scary or gross and that kind of thing. But it's, it's very, uh, personally, I think it's quite challenging, or more challenging at least, to try and make something that's potentially gross yeah. into something funny you know more palatable and um, so yeah i try and throw tons of jokes in there there's you know visual comedy as well and, yeah and try and just make it all light-hearted and you know not all doom and gloom or, or you know try and keep some trust and make it a bit more of a an emotional roller coaster so to speak <laughs> yeah well and that, that's what that works better with i think with most acts i think that's what more people that's what should sells do. It. I think that sells it. Same as I mean, I use myself as in the magician side of thing. There's hundreds of magicians, but you've got to make it your thing. And I, that's why I, you know, my approach is more the magic isn't the most important thing. I think the what I, the banter and the interaction I do at a table, of course, and exactly. then I go, oh look, and then I've done some magic. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, all well, about it's delivery. It's not what you do, it's how you do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's a that's a thing. Yeah, it's the same as I've, you know, it sounds like a moan, but there's thousands and i'm talking singers that are world famous there's a thousands of amazing singers but sometimes i watch them and i go you're just singing you're just standing there and going through the motions because it's just yeah. like it's not it's just another gig to you it's not the yeah, there's, there's no, no connection yeah there's no, no personality it is an old school thing i think i think it's an old school men- mentality isn't it mm. you know the way it, things were done back in Vol- vaudeville times i think that's the kind of style i like about you know, performing. I think it's nice the interaction and that. Let's talk about some records because you hold a lot of records, and Leanne has some of the facts. Yes, <laughs> you might have to correct us if we're wrong, um, but, but can, we're going to reel a couple off because they're, they're impressive. Now, you know, we know quite a few Guinness World Record holders. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah. you know, some of them, you know, they've got like one, they've got two. No, you've gone full out 
there are plenty. So hang on, before you do his, I want to impress Johnny because you might not know this about me. When I was a child, I'm Johnny. I'm in the well, I'm in the Guinness World Records before you were probably born. Uh, actually, no, definitely before you're the same age as my wife. So definitely yeah. before you were born. <laughs> um, sadly, not by name, just by the company. There's a guy called Roy Castle. I don't know if you know this guy. He used to play the trumpet and tap dance. Uh, he's no longer with us. He used to do a thing called Record Breakers, a show called Record Breakers, which was similar to the Guinness World Records. They used to have them on, and it was where people used to break records. And he used to always try to break records. Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, but then. he used to always try to break records himself. And he was a fabulous tap dancer. And there's a tap, there's a tap move called the Time Step. And when I was about five or six, he was I was part of the world's largest Time Step, and I was on stage with Roy Castle doing the tap. At the age of six. So I was in the Guinness World Records, fella. Maybe not doing as many as you, but that's my claim. I never knew that. There you are. Yeah, I never knew that. And our listeners didn't, and now they're probably going, well, that's absolutely rubbish, Adam. Let's hear the good ones. Yeah. (laughs) A a tap tap dancing five-year-old is Don't ask me to tap now, because I I couldn't tap that good then, and now I'm worse. That is nothing (laughs) compared to... Right, Right, go for it. So, I'm going to start with the heaviest vehicle pulled by your ears. If you're listening, that's yeah. by his ears. <clears throat> yeah, not not hands, not, you know, anything that you would think can pull something. And that was 67 foot. And it wasn't just like, you know, a little car or anything. It was an aircraft. It was an aircraft, yes? Yes, that's right. And it was also not just by my ears, it was by my ear piercings. Exactly. Yeah. Just from the ear piercings in my earlobes. From the lobes. And exactly. That, yeah. Where he has now been coined the ears of steel, or something you've been called. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is which is pretty cool. It's almost like a superhero. It's almost like a superpower. <laughs> it's like the worst superpower, though. <laughs> uh, no, there's always Aquaman. There's always Aquaman. There's always Aquaman. No, they, they made Aquaman cool now. You, can, you can't make Aquaman cool. Anyway. They did. Um, so that's... Okay, so then we've got the heaviest weight um, lifted by uh, your ear piercings, which was... Yes. I think, is it 21.63 kilo? And you've beaten that it since. It was indeed, yeah. You've beaten that since. Well, I actually brought that with me, breaking the existing one. So I, I set the record, and then I brought my uh, my own record, and that was the one that you mentioned that way. Because just um, just breaking the record the first time wasn't wasn't it was, enough. It wasn't was enough, it? was it? <laughs> well, it was a couple of years. It was a good few years after, and no one had broken it. So for, oh, you know, shockingly, uh, <laughs> no one had broken it. No one had broken it. I was the so once I I set the record for the heaviest weight lifted by Pierce Ears, and yeah. then I set the record for the heaviest weight pulled by Pierce Ears, and I became officially the first person in history to hold both Guinness World Records at the same time. Incredible. That's pretty cool. Well, he is just literally peed all over my tap dancing story. Yeah, really has. <laughs> now, now that's not even the tip of the iceberg. So we've got uh, most swords swallowed in three minutes, which was 16 swords. Then we've got most newspapers um, cut with a bullwhip in a minute, which was 16. Then we've got most eggs. Is it most eggs sliced in half? What, or... what do you do with a bullwhip? Yeah, what do well, you smash an egg, I guess, with a bullwhip? Yeah, so it was the, the, the pun. Uh, you'll appreciate the pun, actually. The most eggs whipped 
with a, <laughs> uh, the most aged wit in a minute. So that's <laughs> a, a little fun that we managed to sneak in there. I like and it. That was actually on the set of Officially Amazing. So that was from the Guinness World Records TV show on CBBC. Fun. That was quite a, a nice little fun one. Well, that sounds excellent. Oh, dear. Too much? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I'm yoking on now. Oh. Okay, so <laughs> that's from from eggs to another food item, which is possibly one of my favourite things that you do. Only because your, your burlesque name's Rosie Apples. Yeah, um, but don't come near me with a chainsaw, please. <laughs> well, Johnny, Johnny's going to do most Rosie Apples in his mouth with a chainsaw. I mean, that's weird. <laughs> You've got my permission, though, Johnny. It's fine. <laughs> so, there's most apples cut from your mouth with a chainsaw in one minute, and that is 18 apples. Johnny, you're a madman. Yeah. You're a madman. <laughs> thank what, you. What possessed you, thank you. What possessed you to go, right, chainsaw, apples, mouth, let's do this. I've seen you do this, and even, and I love Sideshow, but this is the one, I mean, sword swallowing, that's normally a one that goes makes people go, oh, oh, I can't look at that. I don't mind, I can watch that, no problems. But when I see the chainsaw and the apple in your mouth, I win. It, honestly, that's the one that gets me. That's the one that makes me wince. I think that's probably because that's my favourite. <laughs> Well, the chainsaw stuff, it's, it's interesting because, so obviously I've, I've got chainsaws, you know, I have chainsaws. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite comfortable, you know, uh, juggling chainsaws, I'm comfortable having them close to my face, I'm comfortable putting near other people's faces and stuff like that, but when people say like, oh, you've got a chainsaw, can you just cut down this tree for me? And yeah. I'm like, no, that's dangerous, I'm not doing that, <laughs> like, that's crazy dangerous. <laughs> You could have someone's eye out cutting a tree down with a chainsaw. <laughs> I think what makes me, I think what makes that one for me the scariest, I love horror films. And I've seen so many horror films where there's a man running around chopping people up with a chainsaw. I think that's why for me, I suppose it's different things, different strokes for different folks. But for personally, when I see the chainsaw one, it's amazing. But I'm like, it's just an apple. They're not that big. That's not much. There's not much leeway. It's one mouth I'll on an apple. I'll tell you what. They seem a lot smaller in the mouth as well. I bet. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that. If someone just tuned into that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what what is interesting as well with the uh, the chainsaw stuff, um, like like you say, some people like different strokes of different folks, and it's some people are like, oh, I'm following that. Oh my god, I couldn't watch it. And other people are like, oh, that's nothing. A chainsaw, that was scary. And as a performer, you know, I've performed it thousands and thousands of times. That's because you're not. That's because you're not a, tra- a tree surgeon. That's yeah, it's the, the, tree, re- it's the, the tree, tree surgeon. The danger. Yeah, I think you're stick to sticking an apple in your mouth and whacking a chainsaw in your face. You're all right. You're okay. Now you mentioned you're comfortable with having a chainsaw near somebody else's face, which brings us on to your next record, which is apples cut from somebody else's mouth in a minute. 
Who, which is yeah. sorry, may I ask what kind of and I'm sorry if it's a friend or a family member but what kind of idiot will say yeah I'll help you with that record stick an apple in my mouth let's do this <laughs> um, well on stage um, to my girlfriend yeah you know as well Katie Trickett yeah. we actually performed this same stunt on stage and I actually cut a love heart into the apple oh, and then so romantic the audience and I chop the apple in half <laughs> oh, so if anyone's listening and they want to do a romantic gesture for their partner, I don't mean, do that. Do don't, not do that. Get them a box of chocolates. Get them a box of chocolates. That is, yeah, that is um, that is amazing. That is actually, um, I'm, I'll work on something similar for you. No, thank you. Okay, good. No. Um, okay, so moving because we've still got lots to get through. Sorry, sorry. Fastest concrete blocks with a sledgehammer on somebody's body. Um, so that's concrete blocks broken with a sledgehammer. You can do 16 in just over 30 seconds. It, yeah, well, actually, that record was, if I remember correctly, it was the fastest time to break 16 concrete blocks. Okay. And I, I don't know where we came up with the number 16, uh, <laughs> but we actually broke someone else's record by doing 16 in, yeah, just I think it was just over 30 seconds. That's amazing. And that's you swinging the sledgehammer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. it, there's a lot of trust. There's a lot of trust needed really in the is. stuff you do, isn't there? Well, there's also <laughs> melons. I'm assuming I'd, cut cut in half on somebody's body, and that person is on a bed of nails. Yeah, if it's not enough, and they're yeah. cut in half with a samurai <laughs> with a samurai sword. Yeah, if it's not enough yeah, to and cut. I, it. And that's another weird one. I don't know how it just seemed to get in more and more dangerous by the time we come round to be uh, to breaking well to setting the record um, yeah it was like oh now it's on a bed of nails and now it's a samurai sword and now it's you know this that the other but yeah slicing through watermelons I don't know if you've ever tried you know do a bit of uh, what's it called fruit ninja Sort of yeah. action. Yeah. But, um, we love that. They're not the easiest thing to chop through. No, <laughs> they're quite sturdy. That's honest. I have tried to throw cards to stick into a watermelon, you know, card throwing. It's, yeah. They're, they're tougher. They're tough. They are tough. They they're are tough. tough. They're tough cookies. Well, they're tough melons. Um, but yeah. <laughs> and then you're doing that with a samurai sword on somebody's stomach while they're laying on a bed. And, and I think that's Daniela Deville, isn't it, that you did that with? It is. It was, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the real trick is is being able to stop just before oh. cutting through flesh. Yeah. Oh. So you've got to you've got to get it just right enough to chop the watermelon, but not enough to chop someone clean in half. Yeah. Also, <laughs> because also at a quick glance, the inside of a watermelon looks quite fleshy anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, the fact that it's like red and yeah. juicy. It's like, hang on, nope. It's all right. It's just watermelon. Yeah. It's just watermelon. <laughs> Um, so is there... Hang on, I'm not oh even... God. Oh, there's more. more. Sorry, because I've got, I've got so many questions. <laughs> Animal <laughs> traps released on your body in a minute and you can... Oh, I mean, to be fair, painfully. I like this one because we're vegans, so I don't want animal traps on animals anyway. I'm happy with them on you. So, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's the way I look at it. Every trap that I own is one less that's out there being used. <laughs> You're doing this for the <laughs> animals. He's doing, my part. he's doing his part at the same time. But actually... Since that um, record, I've changed that act a little bit. And mm. um, so now I've gone up in size in traps. So I now use a bear trap. Oh, You're kidding. That I, is use a, I use a big bear trap oh. and it's got big teeth and everything. But it's so big and so powerful that if that gets me, I'll probably, you know, lose a limb. <laughs> you know, it's certainly yeah. going yeah. through me. So I actually changed it and now I do... Um, I do it like a speed test and I go as fast as I can 
and the the whole point of the act now is to try and trigger the trap but remove my hand before I lose fingers. Wow. <laughs> so I've changed it around. It's now the aim is to not get caught by the trap. Your, your uh... insurance must be tricky. <laughs> well, we've got this guy in. Well, he's just, he, what does he do? Oh, oh, okay. And, oh, and that. Okay, well, yeah. Oh, that's going to add up. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, he's a walking liability. At least he's still walking, some of the things he's done. Um, yeah. So there's, I don't think there's any limits with you, Johnny, to what kind of boundaries... Well, I don't think there are. I'm sure there are. You're always trying to add more things and add extra elements to your act. You're, it's always a learning yeah. and an adding thing. It's not something, I've learned all this, that's it. It's a thing where it's always progressing and always adding. Is there adding. anything yeah, that you've decided... Yeah, oh yeah. Is there anything you've, you know, ever said no to that you've gone, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't fancy it. Ooh. Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a case of um, coming up with an idea and making it viable, like making it actually possible, uh, which I quite like. I quite like being able to push myself to see how, how far I can go. Yeah. Mm. Um, because, you know, if, unless, until someone's done it, it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's, that's the fun bit. That's the, uh, the challenge of it. I love it. Out of all the things you do, do you have a favourite stunt? You know what? I, I, I usually say, no, I don't have a favourite, but I guess my favourite would be sword swallowing purely because the reaction it gets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many people that, that are out there that still think that sword swallowing is fake. Oh, yeah. yeah. They still think that it's you know, a, a trick sword or it collapses and things like that. And it's not, it genuinely is real. And I, you know, before obviously COVID and everything, I used to get audience members up on stage and I'd swallow the sword and they would pull the sword out and we'd chop things with the sword yeah. to show it's real. And that's that's a fun one because well, it's only, you know, you can see it on TV, you can see it on the internet, but when you see it live. Yeah, it has changed the whole outlook to, when you see it live. Yeah, they do tend to go. I have seen enough sword swallows and I've, I've worked alongside Johnny at various events now. I can 100% guarantee they are real swords. Life so. is real and it's dangerous. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know. It's stupid, so don't try it out. One of the things I, I like when I watched you, with the, again, the swords, I love the swords, but it's the one, again, it, it does get the biggest kind of, oh, oh, and people turning away reaction. I love watching, when he's doing it, I like watching... The people watching you if that sounds yeah. weird because i've seen you do it a few times now the last gig i think i saw you i was doing table magic and you were doing a stage set and i ended up just yeah, I, I stood to the side and just was watching the people watching because it's just brilliant to see that's what I, that's the I best think if i remember if i remember correctly i think you took um a selfie while I yes i did stage. i did take it because i had just fit that's <laughs> right i only spotted you at that event while I was on stage. That's right. And <laughs> I was like, oh, hey. Hello, mate, yeah. Sorry, I'm working. <laughs> We're loitering over there, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... Well, yeah. at least it was you taking the selfie and not Johnny while he was doing his thing, because, you know... Well, hang on, if he... Yeah, there's a little challenge. You could Have do you the, ever the, sword so, swallowed... A selfie stick. Yeah, a selfie stick. <laughs> selfie stick, camera on, the, <laughs> camera on the end. It's the perfect selfie, isn't it? It's just... I've never tried that, but do you know what I have done? Yeah. Um, which is a nice fun idea. Uh, crossbow shooting. Oh. So I do a there's, there's an old um, sharpshooter, very famous, called Annie Oakley. Yeah. Um, she's a female sharpshooter, very very skilled. And one of her trademark acts was to take a rifle and hold it over her shoulder so it's pointing backwards, and use a mirror to look at the reflection and shoot a target, hit a target. 
So I do a, a variation of that on stage with a crossbow. And instead of using a mirror, what I actually do is I ask for a member of the audience to hand me a phone. And I, I set it recording and I use, you know, taking a selfie yeah. essentially and use that to shoot the target. And then afterwards, I hand the phone back and they've got a little video. What a great, yeah, what a great pizza. It's like a, a nice little fun uh, twist on it. Yeah, that's really, that's a great keepsake but also marketing wise it's great for you because they're going to upload that and they're going to uh, yeah, they're going to upload yeah. that and go look at this look what happened today with my phone i mean that's brilliant yeah. i saw johnny strange and all i got was this amazing video, video. that he took on my camera of him <laughs> shooting a crossbow behind his back <laughs> that's that is that's genius. super that's, cool that's actually super cool i just yeah the list of things you do is is brilliant and i'm glad you do it but what's really cool is you also work with your partner uh, I do doing sideshow and uh, and uh, cabaret. I mean, that's I. Who would who would do that? Who would work <laughs> doing shows with the partner? I think yeah, that's I'm all on, I'm all for that. Obviously, because of working with the wife. Yeah. Um, I think it's a brilliant thing. Um, it just it's nice. Also, you don't you know see a lot of can, acts. You don't see a lot of acts like you that. You have then you have the rapport, and you know that you can trust them. Uh, not that I'm letting Adam anywhere near me with anything sharp or dangerous. In fact, you are my you you help me, Johnny. This is I had this is this is uh, I have had an in, I have had I have tried to do some danger in the past in my magic act. You may you know stab you know stab and smash the trick. Oh, I do indeed. Yeah. <laughs> the stupidest trick for a magician to ever do. Yeah. Is yeah. What I like to call it. Um, and I have done that for some. I did it for some years. It comes. It's one of those ones I bring it back every now and again. Uh, I normally when I do like, normally, a, like Halloween normally Halloween when I want to add a little something to the show uh, when I'm doing like yeah. a stage thing I always throw that in and it's great banter to have someone up on stage to do the thing with there's all it's always at children's shows as oh yeah well. I've done so it at like, I've done it in kids like family shows as well because yeah the kids are like wow because the it's because the kids love it yeah. um they love danger <laughs> uh, it ha- it went the last year it actually. I, jo- I always joke about the fact that it's one of those tricks that have gone wrong after the bullet. I say, I always tell people it's gone wrong more times for magicians than the bullet catch because that's because less people have, yeah. perf- that's because less people have performed yeah. the bullet catch, <laughs> yeah. but you don't need to tell them that. Um, but, yeah. it, and, but I always make the joke and I say, yeah, but it's never going to happen. And I kid you not, last Halloween, and I still have, it's my hand is still numb. I spiked my hand. <laughs> the nail went right oh. into my hand when I did the stab. But you know what? The funny thing was, obviously it was, you know. It was at the very it, end. It was at the end of the show and it happened. I was at the side of the stage like, oh my God, I cannot believe what's just happened. But then he, he wrapped up the show so professionally that I was actually doubting what my eyes had just seen. I don't know how. I honestly, I still to this day don't know how I managed to just carry no. on because I was absolutely, it was at so much pain. And so, that's just so a nail. Much... That's not a sword or, or a, a scissors in my face like you do. This is just yeah, a nail, a nail in my hand. There was so much blood as well. It must have been that. So what, you're, you're a lefty now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just stopped. Do- I just stopped doing that trick altogether. Um, the wife, Actually, that's the wife, the one, Yeah, that's the one that's trick the, one the wife thing has that said, I said I'm not allowed to do anymore. So I'm not allowed to sword swallow, and he's not allowed to do smash and stab. And that's how uh, we keep it. It's a fair trade. It's, it's a, a fair. It is a fair trade. Um, yeah, and I just went off stage, and then I just went. Uh, yeah, I was like, "Are you okay?" 
Because everybody laughed and And then you just opened your hand to a pool of blood. Everybody laughed and clapped as if it was supposed to be, like it was, they honestly thought at the end of it it was like some kind of comedy, comedy nail instead of the actual real nail. Like a trick nail. That's how I, and that's how I had to reverse the whole thing and pretend it was just a joke. I went, ah, I'm just yeah. kidding. I knew it was under there. Like, and that's exactly the words yeah, I said. Like, oh, I knew but, it was under there. You know, don't I'm worry about magician, it. I'm a magician and I don't get harmed. I don't get harmed. And then I put my hand down behind my back, took a bow, and then walked off stage. Yeah. And um, yeah. Like a true professional. Like a true. Yeah. And a real idiot, I think, is more but, the word. Stabbed himself on stage by accident. <laughs> well, um, you know, like like you said, at least you haven't had any uh, mishaps on stage. <laughs> see, I do that, but you yeah. go, you go the next step. You do with the sword. You go. This is really tricky to do. You do the say. You you get a volunteer to remove the sword for you. I've I seen, do. I've yeah. seen you do that, and that is, takes a lot of trust. And you have to, yeah. you have to, you haven't got a long freight. I mean, I go to tables when they've had a few drinks and it's bloody hard to do a card trick to someone who's had a couple of drinks because they really are an idiot at times. Mm. You've it's really got to be, yeah, you've got to be very quick. You've got to be very yeah. quick at summing up the person you choose to help you with that, haven't you? You've really got to analyse yeah, well, them. In the... I sort of, I spy them through, throughout the show. So I'll leave it quite late on in the show and I watch from the beginning to see who's acting how and who's enjoying the show and who's not enjoying the show yeah. and, you know who the rowdy tables are and things like that so yeah from the, from the moment I walk out on stage I'm sort of already plotting to who could potentially be coming up on stage later on because uh, obviously I also get uh, people out of the audience and I whip targets out of their mouth yeah. with the bullwhip um, so again for that I need volunteers as well so yeah it's, um, it's that being careful of who you select and also the banter as well once they're up on stage obviously allowing them to you know you want them to enjoy themselves but at the same time to make sure they follow the instructions and you know leave the comedy to me essentially and, yeah you know let's let's make sure there's no casualties during the show <laughs> <laughs> afterwards fine but during the show <laughs> yeah not your responsibility <laughs> not your... then Thing is, you carry a lot of dangerous items around. Has that ever got you any troubles anywhere? Because your your the equipment you use isn't your usual stuff you'd have in the car or when you're travelling around on transport. Has that ever caused any issues for you? Do you mean with police and things like that? Yeah, police and yeah. things like that. Because I know uh, I love Penn and Teller, and when I first saw them, this is going back like 50, 20 years or so. Um, they weren't allowed to at the time. They they did that. The, the bullet catch was one of their things, and they weren't allowed to bring the rifles over. And that's when the first time they ever saw them do the uh, underwater thing. Of course, because um, obviously you do quite a lot of international shows. Yeah. Yeah. How do you how, so how do, do you transport you, how do you all transport of your stuff? Your stuff with you. It depends on the, the country, really. Um, so if you're in Europe, oh, so if I'm flying, I can't bring um, a petrol chainsaw. Uh, because you're just, you're just not allowed to bring any petrol on no. a flight at all. Um, interesting, you are allowed to fly with swords, depending on the length and things like that. So everything, I, I make all my own swords, my own props and things, so I can I can tailor them to be correct for going to certain places. Uh, I had a bit of trouble when I was over in Dubai and same again in China. A bit more strict to, to get your props in there, but Europe tends to be not too bad. Um, in fact, one time I was in uh, London and it was, I remember, um, the Olympics were there. So what was that? What was that? What was that? 2012? 2012, 2012 yeah. yeah, 2012. Yeah, and I, I remember uh, I had like a, like a little trolley thing um, and I had a bed of nails on it. 
and I was, you know, I was just going over to the venue, and I walked past, I saw these two police officers, and I thought, oh, here we go, I'm going to get some questions here. <laughs> and, uh, and I sort of just watched them, and as I walked a little bit closer with this, this better nail, uh, I noticed that one of the police officers nudged another, sort of like pointed at it, and they both went, oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> That's <laughs> all good. Nice, nice nails, mate. That's a bit weird, that, isn't it? <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> that's hilarious. And that's when the policeman proceeded to then stick a, a, a pair of scissors in his face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they're, obviously, they're obviously amateur danger enthusiasts. Yeah. Um, Johnny, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you on our show, and thank you for coming on. Yeah, and thanks so much for giving up your time. No, thank you for having me. No, and keep, we normally say, be safe and be well. Um, but, but, but I really mean safe. it when I talk to you when I say when I say this <laughs> please be safe be well and keep doing what you're doing and keep breaking those records mate because it is fantastic thank you very much I appreciate it no problem take care and we'll speak to you soon mate thank you bye bye it's lovely talking to Johnny wasn't it yeah Makes you miss all the Halloweeny gigs and stuff, doesn't it? That we, you know, we'd be normally doing. That we're missing out on. Yeah, there. it's a shame. Um, what's been? Your, what's your favourite? Your favourite Halloween gig? I love. I got that character. I've got a character I created called Coco, the clown, the twisty clown. I've done him for many, many years, and uh, I just love, love doing him. And my favourite. There's loads of instances, but I think some of my favourite times I've been. Is um, it the sandwich? Yeah, the sandwich. Yeah, the sandwich is a, it's a classic. Basically, um, I wandered around at this uh, the hot farm uh, doing an event we put together, uh, like a scare night where they go and do different things, you know, get scared. Don't scare they? mazes. Scare maze and that. Um, and, yeah, I just walk around <laughs> like that with the clown thing, sort of just Lots really of gross. people do not like clowns. People don't like clowns and people hate him because, he, and I'm, I'm very sarcastic and very rude. Yeah, and people go, oh, you can't say that. And, I, and my classic line is, um, when people say, "Stop it, you're being nasty," and I stop it, and then I just turn and go, <laughs> "I don't even work here," and they get apps. They wouldn't people really. have wet themselves. One person's wet themselves. One per- I've made a couple. I've made one person wet themselves. I've made a couple of people throw up. Um, but yeah, I have made someone. And the woman who did wet herself, she went, "Oh, I knew this was going to happen." Went back to her car and got another pair of trousers. So she knew she was going to wet herself. Still came out to be scared. Yeah. Uh, that is a hardcore, that's a hardcore customer right there. Oh, uh, yeah. Sandwich. I'm glad you remembered that. Yeah. So we got, we all had snacks, sandwiches, didn't we? And um, I palmed, which is a magic term for hiding something in your hand, um, my sandwich. The magic circle are going to get onto you now. No, you no, know. no. Sorry. But I think palming's <laughs> allowed to be said because uh, it's not just using magic, people palm various things. Um, non-magical folk as well. Um, so I had the sandwich hidden in my hand, my own sandwich, by the way, and I staggered over and people were watching and I kept looking in the bin and looking at the queues because I'm basically keeping the queues happy, weren't I, waiting mm-hmm. to go in, looking in the bin. And then I waited and someone said, I knew he was going to say it. They went, oh, he's going to do it. He's going to, no, he's not. He's not, what's he doing? And then I reached into the bin and took out a sandwich, which was my sandwich. They didn't know that. And people started retching as I dusted bits off, pretended to dust off, and then just ate the sandwich and let bits dribble out my mouth. Gross. Absolutely <laughs> gross. What about you? you um, you've got a clown. You do a couple. You do the clown with another clown me, but uh, I think Mary Ellen's one of your favourites, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, actually, I think the first year that I did Mary Ellen, so Mary Ellen was um, a character from a seance that we did. 
Um, and she was the not a real seance. No, no, it. she was she was the ghost that um, they were trying to, you know, call on. Um, and funnily enough, that year I had really bad back pain. Um, but as as soon as I stepped on stage as Mary Ellen, um, my back pain disappeared. Spoopy. Spoopy. It's just because I get into character so well. <laughs> um, but the funny thing about that was, um, so I had to walk in the pitch black. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For the big scare, wasn't it? At the on, end of yeah. the stage bit. On so. the, yeah. On the on the stage some woman kind of, in blackie wasn't it yes i'm very aware of not trying to fall off the front of the stage um and i did not know that um actually no i jumped down from the stage there's one flash of me on the stage lights go off again i jumped down from the stage can't see a bloody thing um and i did not know that adam's family was in the audience not the adam's family so i just um, my family so i just stand you know near people um, and when the lights came on, your sister, I think she crawled over about like eight people she ran in out. her she row. Ran out, didn't she? she ran out. She, yeah. Well, no, she didn't run out, but she, she tried to get she away from me. She tried to get me. away from me, yeah. Um, and I was really trying to hold back a laugh underneath my serious ghost face. Um, but yeah, I miss Mary Ellen. Yeah, it was a nice, that was a nice little reminisce. Yeah. Oh, well, next year, things yeah. get back to normal. Let's bring it back in like, I don't know, February. <laughs> Halloween in February. You heard it here first. Deal. Oh, these scones are so tough today. We have another spooky story from one of our listeners, probably one of the spookiest stories that we've received. Um, this one comes in from Nathan. He says, I was in Edinburgh and decided to take one of the many ghost tours. The first stop on the tour was the Nidri Street vaults. We were walking through the vaults and listening to the guide when I came over cold and felt a tug on the bottom of my coat. I looked into the next vault and could see the shape of a head wearing a hat peeking around the corner. It saw me looking and hid back behind the wall. I kept looking back and both times the head was there. No one else was in the vaults as the guide had locked the door which was the only entry to the vault. I chatted to the guide on the way to the next location and described to her what I'd seen. She looked shocked and told me to be careful at the next location, which was the Black Mausoleum in Greyfriars Kirkyard, which is reputed to be the home of the Mackenzie Poltergeist. People have been physically assaulted inside the mausoleum by an unseen force, so I was very wary about entering, but as the guide unlocked the gate, I followed the rest of the group inside the mausoleum. The guide started her story and I started to feel ill. Suddenly I heard someone shout in my ear to get out. I told the guide I had to leave and she asked me to wait outside, which I did. I leant on the outside wall and suddenly felt like I was being choked. I collapsed like a sack of spuds still struggling to breathe. The guide came running out because I started to shout loudly and two other members of the tour had to pick me up one on each arm as I kept being knocked off my feet by something I couldn't see. The guide got us all out and locked the gate. She came and asked me if I was okay. She checked my neck and started taking pictures. On my neck were white marks that looked like hands. We left the kirkyard quite quickly and she walked me back to my car. She said she'd never witnessed an attack before and she was shaken up as much as I was. I later found out she never took another tour for the company ever again. That is chilling. Spooky. That is actually chilling. Thank you, Nathan. 
that's got us feel a little bit Ooh. spooked, hasn't it? All the hairs have gone up. Shall we lighten the mood a little bit with some jokes? I think so. Uh, and uh, listeners have sent in uh, wanting Frankenstein jokes. Ah, Keep I them li- with the theme. Yeah, I like the vibe they've gone for this month with all the monsters. Well, I've had more than this month's worth of suggestions of ju- uh, sort of spooky suggestions, but we can't do all them now. So send in some other suggestions, please. Maybe if we do decide to have Halloween in February, we'll, uh, we we'll bring them back. Fantastic. Okay, so get ready with sounds because these are. I've gone with. I've started with an old classic. Okay. Okay. Why didn't Frankenstein's monster have any children? I don't know. Why didn't Frankenstein's monster have any children? Because his nuts are in his neck. <laughs> what? You like that one? <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> Seriously, it's an old classic. <laughs> ah, different generation. Uh, oh, thank you very much. Okay. I like that one. Did you know conspiracy theorists don't think that Frankenstein's monster was real? Oh, really? In fact, they go as far as saying, it's a lie! It's a lie! Oh, dear. <laughs> and finally, <laughs> what do you think would be the best job for Frankenstein's monster? I don't know. What would be the best job for Frankenstein's monster? Public relations. Why? He's a real people person. Oh, <laughs> He's a real God. people person. <laughs> I thank you. I thank you. Cheers. Bottoms up. <laughs> That's not spooky. You're just saying bottoms up. Bottom boobies. Cheers. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to another episode. You're still laughing at the monster's nuts, aren't you? I am. Uh, <laughs> the nuts are in his neck. Ah, well, I'm glad you enjoyed them. You know what? They were actually three of my favourite jokes. They were. They were all very good consistent yeah three. yeah sometimes there's a weak one in there you liked all three today all that's three nice very good fantastic well, well done you keep sending in those suggestions <laughs> and i'll do some more thank you so much for listening sorry we have slightly run over our hour of podcast we always like to keep an hour or less uh we're going to run over a couple of minutes um those who don't like to listen longer will probably stop now anyway wouldn't they well, so they, they've got to be very particular if they're not going to listen to the last couple of minutes the they? hardcore fans will stay for this <laughs> few extra minutes what are they gonna do what's happening crazy um so yeah thank you and thanks to our wonderful wonderful guest this week johnny strange thank you very much for coming on he does do a lot of strange things please do not try them at home go to someone else's house and (laughs) stick a sword in your face there now Uh, we'll be back next week um normality will resume it won't be spooky will it no no we're Um, back to normal but we have normal as we get yeah we have uh something a little different um, with our friend of the week, it is going to be a two-parter. That's right. We have. It's going to be a very epic chat. We'll be saying hello, hello to our guest next week. That was a little clue there. It was a little clue. He's basically he was in a brilliant sitcom in the UK, a British institution. He was in hello, hello, and that's all we're going to say for now. But do tune in for that. Don't have nightmares. Have a very happy, safe, social distanced Halloween. I don't know how you do that. Don't take sweets from strangers anyway, but definitely don't take sweets from strangers. They might have coronavirus. So (laughs) even more so, just walk past the house and wave from a distance. That's as spooky as it gets. Um, Nothing's as scary as 2020 really anyway. Halloween is just, Halloween's quite friendly compared to what's been going on. (laughs) So uh, don't have nightmares. Stay well, stay safe. Podcast. <laughs> Sorry, was that a spooky horse? <laughs> it was supposed to be a witch. I think we'll end on.
<laughs> <laughs> I think we'll end on this. Um.